We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. We've been talking about the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But before we continue, let's pray. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us the power of the Holy Spirit as a gift so that we can overcome sin, that we can overcome difficulties in our lives, and we can see your signs and wonders and miracles. And so, Lord, we are so thankful that you have given us this opportunity to, to walk strongly in you. And I pray that this day and this teaching would be uh, a teaching that would touch our hearts so that we know, that first of all, what you want us to do and be, and second of all, that we will seek to do all that you have asked. So, Lord, we bless you, we thank you, praise you, and honor you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen, yes. The Holy Spirit is understood best by the scriptures that reference it. Wouldn't you agree? Right. And we've talked about how the Holy Spirit regenerates you and how it indwells you and immerses you and is your helper. We talked about my opinion in the past weeks that everyone receives all of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. However... The size of the gift differs. Also, some people ignore their gifts, and so their gifts seem invisible. Some gifts disappear because we don't exercise them. Other people's theology does not support the premise that we all get all the gifts. And some people feel that the gifts of prophecy and tongues are no longer for today. But Scripture is clear about a number of things, and one is that when you accept Yeshua as your Messiah, as your Lord, you receive the Holy Spirit. We see this in one example, uh, Ephesians 
113 and 14 says, After you heard the message of truth, the good news of your salvation, and when you put your trust in him, meaning Yeshua, you were sealed with the promised Ruach HaKodesh. He is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of his possession, the Lord's possession, to his glorious praise. So I think that should make it very clear to everybody that when you receive Yeshua, you receive the Holy Spirit. However, there seems to be much difference in believers and the power of the Holy Spirit that they're displaying. And so I will assume for this teaching, if you have received Yeshua, you have the Holy Spirit within you. However, how do we activate that power? How do we get that power in our lives, even though we've received the gift? I don't believe Scripture gives us a list of instructions for this. So what I'll teach today will come from my experience and from Scripture, yet these are my opinions. This is my interpretation. Okay? Good. We first have to agree on a basic principle found in Zechariah 4.6. Then he responded to me saying, by saying, This is the word of Adonai to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my ruach, by my spirit, says Adonai Tzevaot, the Lord of hosts. So we must desire to fully use what has been given to us. God says it's his spirit that has been given to us in order to have power. We don't do things by our might, by our power, but by the ruach, by the power that has been given to us through the Holy Spirit, okay? It seems to me the greatest um, things that we use this power for is, number one, to be anointed to share the good news. Number two, to have strength to overcome sin and its temptations. And three, to proclaim in the name of Yeshua and then see signs, wonders, miracles as we activate the Spirit's fruit and gifts in our lives. Okay, makes sense, those three things? So why is there such a difference in the effectiveness of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives? I believe that some of the Holy Spirit's power in our lives depends on our lives and our reactions to the Holy Spirit. So let's begin by looking at ourselves because we might be blocking what the Spirit of God wants to do in our lives. I'd like to list seven characteristics, things that we might be doing which would block the effectiveness with the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? So number one, doubt or intellectual pride. It stops us from stepping out in faith. It's it, it just presents doubt and, and, and uh, this pride. It puts limits on our faith. It doesn't allow us to move in faith the way we need to. And we know how important faith is. So, number one, 
problem is when we doubt or we have intellectual pride. Uh, Another thing, number two, I say religious tradition. Religious tradition, uh, it, it can be a wonderful thing, but when we do things by rote, that really hurts our openness to the power of God's Spirit. And when we do the same things and never want to change because of tradition, and this is how we've done it for the past whatever many years, we don't want to upset the tradition, that stops us from being open to the power of God's Spirit. Number three, I think a number of us have a real fear of the supernatural. You know, the supernatural is for those who need it, for those who don't have the intellect, who can't do things on their own, right? Or the supernatural is like hocus-pocus. It's eerie. It's weird, right? And so I think the third thing I'm mentioning is that we have a fear. We grow up with a fear of the supernatural. Four, this is a biggie, unconfessed sin. We go to great lengths to hide our sin from our friends, our family, other people, but we can't hide our sin from God. So sin keeps us from being close to God, and Isaiah 59, 2 makes that very, very clear. And I'm sure that is the same for the Holy Spirit's power. So sin, and especially unconfessed sin, will keep us from having the power of God's Spirit in our lives. Number five, emotional wounds. You know, we will not take chances because we don't want to get hurt again. How many times have you heard that? And that comes from these emotional wounds, the things of the past that we have not gotten rid of, that we have not allowed to let go of you know it's it's still it's the baggage we keep carrying with us emotional wounds if you have that you need to pray that that be gone because that will hinder your walk with the lord and the power of the spirit you know you're going to feel like well i can't afford to be embarrassed look we are talking about one of the most amazing gifts that is to be used to overcome difficulties, and you're allowing the difficulty of emotional wounds to keep you from using the gift. Number six, any unyielded spirit, a spirit that's not willing to yield is usually caused by fear in your life. And finally, number seven, we've been taught that the spiritual and the supernatural is just fantasy, and it keeps us from being hungry for the things of God. We can't express our feelings because fantasy is not real. And somehow we've become stoics when it comes to the supernatural and and the spiritual. And you see this, I think, a lot in men. I see this a lot in men in our congregation. They, they seem to not allow their emotions to get involved with their faith. Everything is so intellectual. Well, let's look now at what we can and should do 
to see the power of God's Spirit in our lives. Again, this is my opinion, but I believe it's also based on Scripture. So look at these two Scriptures, Luke 24, 49. Behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. And Acts 1, 8, but you will receive power when the Ruach HaKodesh has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and through all Judah and Samaria and to the end of the earth. This is God's promise. It was his promise to them at that time, and it's his promise to us during this time. He wants us to have power so that we can be a complete witness to non-believers for them to come to the Lord, and for the Lord to receive glory from the power that he has placed within us. So let's go over these, I think I have 10 points that that I believe we need to do to have the power of God's Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit is a promise from God for us to be clothed with power. So you have to recognize and agree with this understanding. Do you believe that God wants you to have power from the Holy Spirit? Remember, when I mentioned power, it's it's to do three things. Evangelism, overcome sin and its temptation, and see the signs, wonders, and miracles. So do you believe that God wants you to have power? Number one is to recognize that this is a promise from God. Number two, when someone says they are sending you a gift, what are are you thinking, right? You're anticipating its arrival. You're excited about it. Wow, I wonder what it's going to be. Oh, boy. And, And so, too, it should be the same with the power of the Holy Spirit. This is a gift promised by God. So do you have excitement about this potential power in your life? Are you anticipating this power? Are you willing to wait for its arrival into your life? Not the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit you already have. But the using of the power, this is possibly a progressive thing. But it it, it sometimes happens very quickly. So, We should be excited about the opportunity that God wants us to have his power. Okay, so in looking at number three, you might be able to guess what it'll be as I read the scripture, Acts 1.12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. When they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying, Peter and John and Jacob and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, Jacob, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of Jacob, all of these with one mind were continuing together in prayer along with the women and Miriam, Yeshua's mother, and his brothers. So, number three. All of these in one mind. Unity. There's got to be a sense of unity in our life with our friends, our family, uh, others. We have, we're focused on God and his promise. And, and, and so in order to do that, 
we we have to have unity. Are there people you have something against in the body of believers in the congregation you attend? That would stop unity, which I believe would stop the power of God's Spirit. Or do you have somebody who has something against you, something you did and didn't repent for? This would stop the unity. So number three is we need unity. Number four, which is connected to number three, as I read the scripture about prayer, we need to pray with expectation, yet with patience for this gift. But we have to be hungry for it. Psalm 62, 6 says, My soul, wait in stillness only for God, for from him comes my expectation. And that's what we need from him. We need that expectation. Now, somehow I believe we have a role to play in acknowledging and receiving and exercising this power of the Holy Spirit. Look at Romans 8. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the flesh, uh, the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Ruach have their minds on the things of the Ruach. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the Ruach is life and shalom. It seems somewhat circular, but actually it, it just is our number five is we must keep our eyes on the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit, and God gives us his Spirit to have the power to accomplish those gifts and fruits. So it is a circular thing, but our responsibility is to keep our eyes on these gifts and fruits. Six, we need to soak in the Word of God. In John six sixty three, Yeshua says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is of no benefit. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Yet some of you do not trust. When we are living in God's Word, we activate faith that helps us walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, Romans ten seventeen says, so faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Messiah. So number six is soak in the word of God. Number seven, seek God first, Matthew six thirty three. but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of the things shall be added to you. And so in seeking God, we should fast and pray and worship him and surrender to him. Number eight, abide in him. John fifteen seven. if you abide in me and my words abide in you and ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. In this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. We are living proof of God because we are his disciples, but the proof is in the power of the Spirit of God. I, I, you know, this week, if, you, if you're confused about this, meditate on John 14 and 15, and you will understand that God wants us to live with him, to dwell there. Number nine, love one another, John 15, 12. This is my commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. So love is the power of the Holy Spirit in your life that never fails if you use it. And finally, 
maybe even the most important in in this number 10 believe trust have faith faith in god faith in his word faith in his promises yeshua said in john 14:1 do not let your heart be troubled trust in god trust also in me meaning yeshua Galatians 3, 5, so then the one who gives you the Ruach and works miracles among you, does he do it because of your deeds based on Torah or your hearing based on trust and faithfulness? Look, we must trust and we must be faithful because God is faithful. So trust God is the beginning of the power of his Holy Spirit in you. It's impossible to please God without faith, right? Hebrews 11.6. We cannot walk in the power of the Holy Spirit if we do not walk by faith. We need to develop a childlike faith to walk in the power of God. But we need to be hungry for it. You know, look, when I was a believer for seven years, I feel that I was not walking in the power of the Spirit. And and how I knew that was my wife and I were paid singers in an Episcopal church. We were quite, and the church was really dead. However, I saw these like 10 people on the right side. I could see it like it was yesterday. Uh, and they had big smiles on their faces, and they were loving church, even though it was totally dead. And I went to one of them and I asked. I, it was actually the assistant rector, not the the the, the um, head rector, because I didn't see it in him. But, uh, you know, the assistant came to my house with his wife. They laid hands on my wife and I, and we have never been the same since that moment. So I guess that besides all the things that I've mentioned, you realize you are when you realize you're missing something and you you have a hunger for it you want you have a relentless desire until you get it uh, this is when the power of of the holy spirit comes on you i believe this is when you when you have that hunger and I, look as i listen to my own words this teaching has helped me to have a greater desire once more in my life because we're never finished i i was looking at various sites on uh, websites and i came across a great article by r a tory uh he lived from 1856 to 1928 was an evangelist a teacher an author as well as the first dean of the moody bible institute in chicago and he says he wrote this article called living in the power of the spirit and I've messianized his quote a little for my teaching, but if you want me to send you the entire article, I'd be happy to do so. He said, We obtain the fullness of power that God has provided for us in Messiah to the same extent that we understand and claim the Holy Spirit's work for ourselves. Wow. Then he says, many in the body of believers claim for themselves only a small part of what God has made possible for them in Messiah because they know so little of what the Holy Spirit can do and longs to do for us. Oh, there's so much more in this article. If you'd like the article, please just call Karen um, at 813-831-5673. Just ask her for the article. She'll know what to send. If you want the um, 
study page that I sent out last week on the Holy Spirit, uh, on all the scriptures, so you can study it. Call Karen, 813-831-5673. If you feel this program's valuable to you, help support it, please. And again, call Karen at 813-5673. May the Lord be your first priority, and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, and he desires for you to have also the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. Let's close in a word of prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.